By speaking with local creators, artists, and business professionals, PaperCut aims to cut deep and demystify the Winnipeg creative industry with hometown heroes and hidden gems. Brought to you by the West End Cultural Center, the best place for over 30 years to see live music in Winnipeg. Welcome to Paper Cup Podcast. My name is Sherry Goche. I'm Olivia Michaelchuk, and we're here with Joey DeCastro. Hello. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a lot about yourself. Yeah, we got 40 minutes. No, 30. Um, <laughs> okay, let's see. Um, I guess people know me from Instagram. They've seen me at shows, too. I usually take pictures at uh, whatever show I'm going to. Sometimes they turn out okay. Sometimes they don't. Uh, yeah. That's what is about it handle? for now. Because your handle's different from your name. No, it's actually, oh, I shouldn't be saying this info. It actually is my name, but it's, um, I just want to separate, oh, goodness. This isn't going to be taken out in post, is it? We can take it out. Do we want to just restart? No, no, it's okay. No, this is this stays in. This stays um, in, oh. Okay, so my uh, my Instagram <laughs> oh, handle is, hot, is, hot, hot. <laughs> is Jose Marie DC. Um, Jose Marie is actually my legal first name. Wow. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you my SIN, though, because that's just too much. But yes, Jose Marie de Castro. So Jose Marie DC is my Instagram handle. Um, I don't think I'll change it now just because people know me that. And uh, yeah, find me on Instagram. Okay. So that is your Instagram handle. Yes. And that's yours. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. How did you get started in photography? When I was in 10th or 11th grade, um, I think I took my first picture with a DSLR, it was my uncle's out in like Philly, but they're actually coming here next weekend. Anyways, um, so yeah, I took a photo with it and I was like, wow, this feels pretty cool. This is pretty interesting. I like the physical contact of like seeing through a viewfinder, seeing through the mirror and then feeling the click. What was the first photo? It was of a crow. Oh. uh, Right in front of the Benjamin Franklin uh, monument, I think. How old are you? I'm 25. That's a vivid memory. That's 10 years ago. Yeah. You don't remember things yeah, from 10 years ago? I don't ago? remember the first photo I ever took. Oh, well, that's iconic. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like, I don't remember the first basket I ever shot. Like, that's a pretty big, like... Oh, you ball? Oh, yeah, I ball. <laughs> <laughs> so you at the tournament. <laughs> three on three. Um, yeah. Uh, when I was in, I believe, 10th grade, um, I did well enough in school. My dad's like, well, we'll get you early birthday presents. So he got me a, a Canon kit from, like, Costco. It was a Canon XS, which is like the bottom of it. And I basically beat that thing to death uh, until about 12th grade. <clears throat> and I bought a new body. It's a Canon T2i. And then that's been with me ever since. So that was since 2011, I've been using the same body. So we've talked to a few other photographers who have brand loyalty. Would you ever cross the line to Nikon, Sony, or is it Canon for life for you? I think it's Canon for life. Um, it's definitely based on what I picked up first. But, like, if someone has me a Nikon camera, I'd be like, I don't know what this is, bro. This is the stupidest shit I've ever held in my hands. Like, I just can't. <laughs> I can't figure it out. Really? Um, I probably could if it was, like, if I, if I was in, like, a dire situation. Um, but, no. Just Canon just works for me because that's what I started with. Yeah. Seems like a lot of people always lean towards Canon. Mm-hmm. Seems like that's, like, the choice. I think it's because it's the cheapest to start out with. Yeah. Oh, so I like people so. start off with that and then stick to their yeah. brand loyalty yeah. as they go on. Cool. Interesting. What would you upgrade to if you were to take that next step? The one I'm looking at now is the T7i. 
So that's still mid-grade, I believe, or it's still under the beginner section, but it's like the highest one. Um, a lot of people have been saying, hey, would you go to full frame? Would you go to like an actual mid-grade, like a, the T77 or the D80, ADD? And uh, I don't think I could because I would run two rigs. I would just keep my T2i, keep my new one. And uh, if I go to a mid-grade or higher level one, uh, the interface would be different, the button interface. I wouldn't want to have to think too much between switching. What is a bodies. button interface? Uh, just the way the buttons are laid out. Oh, like all of the buttons. Yeah. Like so not high... like just the cl- the click. No, no. You'd that, be able to that, find be it. Very... <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, I shoot on my thumbnail. <laughs> yeah. Um, the higher grade ones have a rotary wheel, while the lower grade ones just have a D-pad, and I'm okay with the D-pad, so. Keep it simple. Yeah. Yeah. So I've seen your page. How do you get to all of these gigs? You know, like what's the process of, of getting into all these shows to get these shots? Um... I guess up until very recently, like, I think Living Hour, their album release at Western Cultural Center in March, that was the first time where I actually, um, you know, got in for free, essentially. Well, the first time. I think so. I, I could be wrong. I can't remember. I'm sorry if I'm not remembering the other bands who maybe put me on their guest list, but I can't remember. Their hearts are broken. Yeah. Smash. Birthday tapes. February 2nd, 2018, I believe. Maybe that was the first one. That was the right. first one. At and the before then, you were paying to go into these shows to yeah. take photos of, of these bands. Yeah. And were you giving the bands the photos oh, yeah. that you were taking? Yeah. Dedication. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's, it's more so like, I'm there to listen to the music, but I also like taking photos. Also, I mean, like, I think my friends complain about this too, because they'll go and they'll be like, I don't know what to do with my hands when I'm standing at a show. Right. And they're like, Joey, you have a camera. You can pretend to look busy or something. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone else has like <laughs> so social anxiety <laughs> looking, you know? Yeah. yeah. Especially like if you're not drinking. I feel like the reason that I have a beer at a show is only to have something in my hands. That's the, the exact reason. I don't reason, really yeah. want to have a drink. Yeah. And I feel like lots of people don't actually want to have a drink. They just like <laughs> have to have it. Which I actually went to a show the other day that had, they had like, noisemakers and bubbles and like mustaches they had like a table of like doodad things to play with at the show was that at at the atlas no it was at it was the beck tribute at the western cultural center and it was awesome because i all i did was like get like a handful of bubbles and just like pass them out to people i like found a task to do i didn't have a drink that night either because i was just like i'm too busy Letting nice. out bubbles. So it's the yeah. same thing. Yeah. I should just get a camera. No, <laughs> so birthday tapes for that show, they reached out to you and said, hey, we like what you're doing. Can you come and take photos? Um, Austin ran that. And I can't remember how I met Austin. Probably the daughter or something. And uh, he saw I was taking photos. And he looked at a few of my photos. He's like, hey, man, yeah, we should have you out taking pictures at, at this release we're doing for the new uh, compilation disc that we're doing. So I was like, yeah, let's go. And, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was, uh, it was the Park Theater, which, you know, shout out to Park Theater. They have really good lighting and smoke effects. So it made all the shots look pretty good. So smoke effects are good? I think so, yeah. I, f- I always feel like, well, especially for, like, an iPhone, if you're trying to take pictures with smoke, it's just like, yeah. well, that's impossible. It depends where you are in the crowd, too. So, so like, if you're right and... and um, 
I think at Festival, when I shot Living Hour and Adam Hanny, yeah. um, those were probably the best shots I took with Smoke in the back. And uh, side story, funny. Um, I showed up there just looking to have a good time. So I kind of had a few too many shots of Caribou. And then uh, I noticed that there was like a three-foot separation between the crowd and the stage. And I was like, oh, what's going on there? Oh, it's a media pass thing. So like... I stood in the back of the crowd taking photos, and then I saw Elliot there. Looks for CBC. Maybe we should add this out after. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. No, no he's good. Yeah. <laughs> Elliot, yeah. Um, Nobody's gonna listen to this anyway. Okay. And then he took. Um, yeah, I was like Elliot. I, of course, I'm wasted. Right? I was like Elliot. I really want to take these pictures. I got a media pass. And he's like, Oh, Joe, I got one right here. CBC. And I was like, Screw it. And, like, the power of the media pass to go over. Yeah. Oh, it's powerful. Yeah, it is crazy. So I'm walking through the crowd. People are coming up to me. And they're like, hey, Joe. He's like, can't do it. Can't do it right now. Media pass. I don't know who you plebs are. <laughs> like uh, like Wayne's World? Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're just yeah. A excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah. They don't even take it off your neck. Just, like, pick it up and, like, show it to people. Yeah. Like, huh? This huh? is mine. Yeah. This is mine. Yeah. But yeah. The power of the media pass is great. Definitely takes over. People no. were like, hey, Joey, over here. And I would look at them and be like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> also, talk to me. The also, caribou. Could be yeah. the caribou, too. Yeah. Probably the caribou. <laughs> we, should, we should do a, like a, a baseline test of just the media pass yeah. first yeah, and then just true. the caribou and see how where those two meet mm-hmm. and then never let you get to that point ever again because you <laughs> no. sound like a jerk. <laughs> I did. I was a huge asshole. I apologized to the people after. Okay. And they were like, it's okay, it's the media pass. It's yeah. the media pass. They understand, because yeah, yeah. if they had the pass, they'd be doing the same exactly. thing. Yeah, there's a trip that goes with it. So what is the what was the difference between your pictures being in that three-foot gap at the beginning? Um, or like at the front of the stage? I could get better angles with the light. Uh, the stage light was coming from behind, mm-hmm. and the smoke rising up. Um, you could get those actual uh, par lights in the picture. And the streams of light going down made like a curtain effect, especially with the smoke. And that was the thing I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. This is going to work out. And, Interesting. Uh, yeah. So it gives you a, a whole, whole different perspective of shots to get. Yeah. Yeah. Like, especially up close. And it's just uh, where the light is behind the artist. Because I like to do a lot of like dark uh, type of lighting with uh, high contrast, high saturation lights coming from behind. That's recently, that's what I've been super into, so. So, like, more silhouettes? Like, or can you see the Uh, the You can still see the faces with the lighting coming towards, at at the front of the stage. Oh, okay, yeah, I see. in the back of the stage, it creates this nice, like, yeah, uh, a silhouette. Nice. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So, did you, do you think shows should have that front buffer for, for photographers? Or, like, what did you think of, like, you liked being in that little front buffer, but, like... Mm -hmm. Like, no offense to Mantle Music. Like, I know they... I, I'm pretty sure they put that there. Um, it's cool for press. Yeah. Right? You yeah. definitely get quality <clears throat> shots. Um, but, like, people enjoying the show, maybe, maybe not. Uh, I've noticed in, in venues, like the Goodwill, um, the closer you are to the stage, uh, the harder it is to get good sound quality. Oh. So I can understand why people want to be at the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you get better projection from the PA system. Um Overall, I'm, I guess I'm indifferent. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Play it safe. You're like, 
Manitou means number one. But yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's cool. Perfect. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, so before now that we... you know we're not editing. I'm a politician now. Before we started recording, you were mentioning you wanted to keep this as your hobby. What's your choice behind that? Um, photography was kind of like a filler. Like when I started really getting into photography, uh, shooting shows or shooting abstract stuff doing portraits, that was kind of a filler for uh, for music production. Because I used to make music in high school and that kind of took a backseat when I got into to university. And then, uh, yeah, I just started going to shows in, in early university and um, being, more into being more into photography then. Um, it was kind of like a no pressure situation. You know what I mean? And I could, I, on my own time, I could figure out how I, how I wanted to take photos. Um, I did volunteer for Real Love. Jen uh, re reached out to me for 2018, Summerfest. And I did do, um, I think it's six or seven hours taking photos. And by the end of it, I was like, that, that, that was fun. It was interesting. I was really happy that she, she asked me to get to be part of it. But by the end of it, I was like, oh, I don't know if I could do this. Yeah. For even money. Felt more like work? More like work and constantly thinking, like, what shots am I missing? Am I missing this shot? Okay, did I get every band member? Did, uh, did I put my own spin on it? Mm. Right. Rather than, like, okay, uh, I'm going to, you know, walk over to the side of the stage, take a few photos, listen to a few, music, to a few minutes of music. It was, I was starting to overthink it. Interesting. Yeah. With, uh, I've heard that with um, the folk festival, they'll have meetings with the photographers to kind of uh, make sure everyone's on the same page. Did they do something similar for Real Love? Was there like a, a meeting? It wasn't a meeting. It was more so just an email. Okay. Just like this is what we're looking for kind of style-wise? Yeah, it was, it was still very loose. It was still very, um, what's the word? Not strict. Uh, it, casual? Casual, yeah. Still very casual. Business so. casual. Yeah, business yeah. Jacket, <laughs> jeans and a yeah. jacket. So you're doing you're doing photos essentially for media passes and you know just to get some exposure on on friends shows and stuff like that. Is that yeah is that your goal? And yeah, yeah, I would say that's my goal. And essentially to um, if if I see a band that I really like, I'll always try a little bit harder. <laughs> yeah, because I'm just like I want people. Uh, I want bands to have good photos so that that can draw people in. Because if you make an ad or, you know, even just posting on your Instagram and it shows up on someone's Discover feed, um, you know, that'll entice them to click on your profile, et cetera, et cetera, find out more about the music, um, even just on Spotify. So, um, yeah, that I just want to help bands promote themselves. Have you thought about what it would take to make it your career full-time? Yeah, I have. I've thought about... Wedding photography, I've thought about uh, taking pictures for newspapers and stuff. And uh, I don't think I could do it just because um, I start thinking too much. I get too serious about it. Yeah. Lots of pressure. Yeah. Like, especially with weddings. <sighs> yeah, I've heard they're stressful. I used to work at a church at St. Ignatius. Um, and when the wedding photographers would, would come through, uh, they were just like, like army sergeants. You know what I mean? Oh. Everyone to the front of the altar. No smiling. Okay, smiling this one. Too much smiling. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's a lot of direction. Yeah, and... well, like, my mom used to be a wedding photographer when there was film. And oh, my goodness. she sent her film to somewhere that was more inexpensive. I think it was Fargo or something, and they lost it. And she was just like, nope, never again. They ended up finding it and sending it. But can you imagine, like, calling a bride and be like, all your wedding photos are gone? Yeah. It's like, so that was it. That was like the end of photography. Yeah, that's like. Could you imagine having, like, anything that has to do with, like, pressure being paid? Like, terrifying. Terrifying. If you're doing, like, a show or something like that, that's one thing. You know, they're going to play other shows after this one, you know, Mm -hmm. whether it's an album release or something. But you're getting married. That's like, there's (laughs) no do overs. You know, you're not recreating that or anything like that. Like, that would be great. I did shoot a wedding, though. You did? And was it but terrifying? I, no, it was for um, <laughs> a little bit. Um, I've actually shot two, but the, the one that I did recently was for, uh, I guess, extended family. And I told them, I was like, hey, these are going to be like old school shots. Like, like, you know the photos that your parents took when they got married in the Philippines? How it's like overexposed or just like it looks like it's taken with a point of shoot? It's like, those are the pictures I'm taking. Why? Um, to me, I don't think personal moments like that should be so curated. And so, like, everything has to be perfect. Can you explain that a little bit more? Um, like, can you give us two examples of, like, what you would see as a, a wedding shot that you don't like and one that you do like? Okay, I think I call them champ shots, generally. <laughs> so Does everybody call them champ shots or just you? I don't know. I think I've, I've heard that on Instagram, like, years ago. There was, like, an artsy photographer from L.A. being like, I don't usually do, uh, like, champ shots, but here's a picture of fog rolling over the, the Golden Gate Bridge. Something champ like that. shots? Yeah. I want to know the like the pure definition. Like, do you know the definition of what it is? Like, no, but if I see one, I'll be like, "Yeah, it's a champ a- show." <laughs> you know it when you see it. Um, so I guess a wedding champ shot would be like the bride and groom facing each other at the altar, and it's like completely backlit, and everything's all white except for the groom's like uh, tuxedo, mm-hmm. something like that, and they're looking at each other with like their noses touching and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, so like so like highly set up. And yeah, like, kind of staged moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, that's. Okay. I think it's because when I was growing like up, photo. I'd be looking through like my parents' <laughs> old photos, my family photos, and I'd see like their wedding photos were just taken like at the moment during the procession, during the ceremony. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a staged event. It's like the ceremony was happening. Someone took a photo of it happening. Right. That was it. And to me, like that seems more real than setting up. Uh, um, a moment. Right. So I guess, like, old school uh, wedding shots, you, like, actually put the wedding party, like, in a studio, take their pictures all in their gowns, and then take pictures of, like, actual moments in a wedding. But now they really stage those shots. Yeah, maybe. Like, in a field, on a dirt road. Yeah. Back of a truck. Back of a truck. Silly picture, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So what, what kind of photos do you like? Like, what would be your ideal photo for, like, wedding photos? Or something, like a moment. Um, if it looks like it was shot with like an old film point and shoot, you know, like the moment that they kissed for the first time, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that would probably be. So do you purposely add the filters and the editing to make it look as though it's an old point and shoot, even though it's not? To a point, I'd say yes, but not so much. Um, I, found a, I found out how to set up my camera as if it were point and shoot. So it doesn't have to focus. You kind of just like take a right. click and then uh, the flash itself looks old school as well. 
and then probably in post I'll just screw around with the color curves to make uh, make it look like it's a little bit more filmy. So yeah. So why do you not choose to just take it in film? Um, it's expensive. Yeah. I think I'm pretty Fair. cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. That's probably, yeah. that's probably it. Yeah, most cost effective. Yeah. Yeah. That's I find that really interesting. The trend towards like nostalgia like even like Huji, you know that yeah app? yeah like that the fact that that exists is seems almost counter intuitive to like where it's advancing right you know? yeah like even the app looks like um like one of those green um disposable cameras like really? when you open it yeah. there's just like a little tiny hole that you can see the pic the image through and it's like the back of a green really and you actually have to hold it up to your face as though it's an old school camera to Is that bad for your eyes? Yeah, it's yeah, super bad. bad like, yeah. It's like one pixel. You're like, I think that's my friend. Yeah. <laughs> murdering eyes, and it's just like the highest downloaded app in the app store right now. Just like, we get the most nostalgic photos, but at what cost? Yeah. yeah. Are, so are you all for that trend of just that kind of old school look coming back? Kind of um, style? I'm kind of indifferent, because if you edit it so much, then what's the point? You know True. what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'll fix it in terms of brightness. Uh, I won't mess around with, like, colors too much. Okay. Just on color curves, I'll, I'll screw around with its RGB curve, which is, like, the contrast curve. Um, that's about it, just to fix the lighting. Interesting. Yeah. Now I want to talk a little bit about your music, because you had mentioned that uh, before university. What kind of music were you making? I was doing a lot of covers. Um, it's funny, because my, my friend's from high school and the, the friends I went to junior high and high school with they actually were at, recently at a party and they were pre-gaming to like a cover a Drake cover I made in like 2013 and they're like bring it back bring it what back what cover was it? oh my god it was Shut It Down <laughs> by Drake um it was just piano and vocals okay yeah. and? um was it good? I think it was good yeah I don't want to be like Kanye but yeah it was good <laughs> it was pretty damn I was, good I was confident I think in saying it. that I don't want to be Kanye was a little bit more <laughs> more Kanye Kanye <laughs> than saying it was good you know, sometimes I just sit I down I don't be exactly like Kanye West right now but I just <laughs> well, listen to kind it kind of like Kanye West. like this is dope shit yeah. <laughs> yeah this is dope shit nice so is it predominantly piano or do you play a few different instruments I play nowadays it's mostly guitar um but yeah, I know how to play piano. Um, I was also in jazz band, so valve trombone okay. kind of stuff. Yeah. Valve trombone? Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> everyone says I was like super anti-convention, but truthfully, I didn't want to use the slide because I didn't want to memorize where the slide went, and I already knew how to play trumpet, so I just went oh, to the okay. valve trombone. Oh, so everybody thought you were like... Yeah, those guys are hipster. He doesn't want to be mainstream. I was like, no, I can't play slide trombone. <laughs> And I'm also hipster. <laughs> I feel like it would also hurt your shoulder, too, to get, like, if you're moving your arm around, like, well, so I don't think it's that long, time. though. It's just building strength. Yeah. I feel like I it know. is pretty it's, long. It's more so your bicep, I think. I guess tricep. also the last time I held a trombone, I was, like, in middle school when you were, like, trying oh, out instruments. Yeah. So that's why I'm stretching it out yeah. so long. But I think my wingspan is a little bit longer than 15 years ago. So Maybe you're just a bit. <laughs> just a touch. So, so you, you play guard? Sorry. Oh, we're talking about basketball now. Yeah, because you're talking windspan. Yeah, so like, <laughs> yes. uh, I was like point guard for a long time, um, but then I got tall, like, for varsity. Yeah. So like, the ball was like, I was dribbling up pretty high. Uh-huh. Like, if 
but I was also pretty cocky, so people were like, "Pie dribbler." I'm like, "Then take it from me." But ooh, ooh. yeah, I know. I was kind of bitch, but because I was so, <laughs> but you gotta be. Yeah, but because I was so tall, I would always get someone really short guarding me. Yeah. So I'd be like, "Okay, if they go for it, then like two steps into a layup, and then I can just like, um, like fake it into someone's arm and get yeah. two shots and." That was pretty much my thing. So when you got tall, was it weird? Uh, was it one of those growth spurts where like, I suddenly don't know how to work, walk yeah. or anything? Yeah. Yeah. I think... How was that? How how was that? Yeah. I've never heard it from... I've never heard first-hand, first-hand experience of someone uh, not being able to handle the growth spurt. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it was... It was... Uh, I was lucky that I could play basketball because I could actually like gain my... Um, like coordination back because yeah. if you didn't have it then you can't play basketball yeah so like i feel like a lot of other things like just like walking even yeah like it definitely went from like five five to like five nine in like a year started at five five i finished at five five yeah i started because <laughs> i was the sh- i was the shortest on my team and then i became the tallest yeah so it was just like really quick were you like looking down at everyone now was it like like the tall version of the media pass yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't need to talk to you. Yeah. I don't know and then the once, like, I got over the height, then I started getting media passes. Yeah. <laughs> so she wasn't even applying for them. Yeah. <laughs> we're just contacting her. I want to find out what Jared's media pass story is now. What's it? Yeah. What was your first media pass? Oh, maybe I'll try and think of mine while you think of yours. Uh, first media pass would have been. Uh, well, I used to work for a radio station. So we yep. would get uh, media passes to go inside, like, we got a media pass to go in for Tom Petty. Whoa. Because yeah, we were doing a live broadcast there. And um, uh, one of the hosts, I won't mention their name, but they wanted to, like, try and meet Tom Petty and, like, had enough clout that it was like, oh, like, I know this person, like, we'll go down into the MTS Center. Yeah. My buddy owns the place. Yeah, we went down to, like, the head security and we were, like, waiting for a little while and it, like, we thought it was going to work out, but we just ended up, like, getting escorted essentially through the stage and then just, like, out. And we never got we never got to meet him, but like escorted out. That it was like, one of those things where like, yeah, you guys can meet yeah, uh, like, hey, Tom Petty, and was, you're yeah. out. Yeah. So it's like we saw all the gear and stuff like that, and it, it, I think it just turned out he was like out for dinner or something like that. Oh, I see. Where was he out for dinner? I we don't know. Oh we yeah, we it turns out yeah, we you guessed. Find him. Yeah. yeah, and I think that was like because we had media passes, but I think that was like the first time where like you like lifted up the thing to be like like yeah. the the waiting guard thing where it's like yeah like media media like yeah. Like, I didn't know what to do, so I was just like, uh, I'm with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just being quiet and stuff like that. So I think that was my first one. What about you? I think probably Festival was my first, like, actual, like, plastic media pass. No, we had a Folk Fest last year. Yeah, but I worked for the Manitoban. Yes. So, like, before, before. Oh, like, okay, this yeah. wasn't my first Festival. This was, like, my fourth or something. With a media pass? Yeah. Oh. I think so. Because... I'm learning something about my co-host huh. every Yeah. Day. So, like... <laughs> Yeah, when I worked for the Manitoban, that's why when there's media pass things, that's why I get emails saying like, hey, do you want a media pass again this year? 
because I had it the year before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why don't you throw it along this way? I'll take <laughs> Yeah, like, if you want to be on our team, that'd be totally dope. If you wanted to be our photographer, because... Can it be, like, a part-time thing? We're just yeah. like, hey, Joey, what do you think about this? Yeah. This whole thing is part-time. Oh, fuck it's yeah. Part-time casual. Yeah. Nice. Like, part-time casual. Part-time PT casual. Yeah, PT cash. Oh, yeah. What you're wearing is fine. Yeah, there's With no... Sandals, yeah. jeans, and a dress jacket? Yeah, this is actually the, the interview right now. We're just oh. like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we haven't been recording. No. Yeah, <laughs> we're recording our answers, <laughs> your answers, so that we can analyze them later. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. yeah so Who's the most famous person you ever met? Yeah. Okay, you start. Most famous person you ever met. I'm trying to think. Besides me. Besides Olivia. It's mm. <laughs> like, oh crap! There it is. Or like interviewed or talked to, like yeah. with your, I don't know. Since we're talking about media passes, we're a little, we're, we're going off the rails Let's go off. a little Let's bit. Let's go, go off the rails. Yeah. We're falling off the bone. Yeah. Paper cut goes off. <laughs> um, you checked your levels on that. <laughs> you you got to go off, but like respectably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the first time I met someone who was like famous, I'm putting that in quotes, and I was actually like star- starstruck was um, I used to watch a show called Sue Thomas FBI, but it was I E Y E because she was deaf. And this was like a very popular show. Because uh, she had to use sign language. Yeah, and, like, was it early 2002? <laughs> when was this out? Yeah. It's a television show. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, maybe 2002. It sounds very like CBC going around the room being like, I don't know what to make. Yeah, yeah. like an Ally <laughs> McBeal type show. Yeah. yeah. So this woman uh, was like a very, her and her dog were like this like team on the FBI. And this was like a show that everybody in my town knows, like from Oak Bank, because if you were sick, this they would show it on TV all the time. So there was a guy on the show named Miles who was really, really jerky to her all the time. Like, uh, sue this, blah, blah. And she'd be like, I'll show him. And I saw him <laughs> at the Windsor. Whoa, at the Windsor? So like what me and my there? dad were walking up to the Windsor because we were going to go there. And he's like, hey, this place still have blues music. And I was like, uh, <laughs> I saw you on TV when I was sick. And he's like, uh... Okay. So I'm going to go home now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And I didn't have a media pass to meet him, though. And he was like, so are you feeling better now? (laughs) You're like hitting on me even my dad? (laughs) That's not what I meant. I need some soup. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Do you want to make it for me? Crap. (laughs) Um, I think the most... The most famous person I quote-unquote met, because I didn't really meet him. Was Tom Petty? No... Um, pretty much like the same thing in terms of interaction. I was working with uh, Jazz. Uh, no, it wasn't Jazz Winnipeg. It was uh, the Jazz Station Classic 107. Uh, and they were sponsoring, obviously, Jazz Fest. Mm-hmm. So we were like the street team, like just handing out free stuff at the Cube. And it was like the Saturday night, I think. And Queen was in town with Adam Lambert. It was the first time they rolled around. I Adam think Lambert? it was like. Yeah, with nice. with Queen. I think they still play. Like, right. I think that's well, Queen's playing. great, but Adam Lambert. Yeah, Adam Lambert. <laughs> so the Adam Lambert. We're at the Cube, and I think they were playing like the next day, and then just saw like this entourage of people and like this huge hair, and I was like, oh, that kind of. No. I looked at my coworker. I was like, oh, that's like kind of looks like Brian May, and I was like, oh my god, that's Brian May, like the guitarist, and I was like, <gasps> and I was like freaking out, and he was like walking towards the Cube because he heard jazz music, and it's like cool you know probably yeah. a cool little thing for him to experience in town being the idiot that i am i'm just like oh, i want to like get a photo like i want to say hi or something yeah 
I just like not no filter. I was just like, "Hey Brian May, <laughs> can I get a photo with you?" Just like he yelled it oh, in front no. of this crowd, and yeah. obviously he was just He's, like he wants to be low key. Immediately turns around and yeah. starts walking away, oh, and I was no. like, "Ah oh, shit!" Yeah. <laughs> you ruined his day. You ruined his no, that's a very common thing when to ruin people's day. No, <laughs> <laughs> if you're Jared, it is. <laughs> Days ruined today. <laughs> One. All right, which quarter? Um, no, it's a very common thing to like when you see a star, you can't control what you're saying. Yeah. Like I had a friend who saw, I don't know, someone she idolized um, when she was in Vancouver or something, and the only thing she said was like, "I love you," like that was it. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> when Jennifer Lopez was in town, she went to my cousin's restaurant, and they were making fun of this woman who thought she was Jennifer Lopez. Really? Yeah. She's like, this woman's in here, and she's like, um, can I have two ice cubes in my... Like, she was she was messing yeah. with them because they were like... She could hear them in the kitchen being like, oh my god, this like J-Lo girl with her big hat and blah, blah, blah. And like, they were kind of messing with each other. Yeah. So like, Jennifer Lopez heard them saying like, this woman thinks she's J-Lo, and she's such a little <laughs> biatch. Yeah. And then at the very end, she's like, by the way, I'm Jennifer Lopez. And they're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Like, we were messing with this. a huge mistake. Yeah, exactly. Rough, rough. What about you? I don't think I've met anyone famous. Hmm. Um, One of your previous guests, Jaden. Yeah. Yes. um, I remember I ran into him when I was taking pictures for Rind. And, uh, he's pretty big in, in Winnipeg. First time I saw him in the flesh. Yeah. And I was like, hey, man. Just trying to be chill. The man, the myth, the legend. I, I don't want to mention that like I know all of his posters and stuff. Right. And I've just been like, hey, man, how's it going? And I was like, hey, can I take your, your portrait? So I took his photo. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. And then he followed me back on Instagram. And I was like, hey. Is that how you it. approach people about portraits? Just straight up ask them? Like when you're on location, just kind of take it right here, right now. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I think there's, there's no other way. Uh, nice segue. Um, I don't you. think there's any other That's way. That's our only job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like y- y- you should be direct with with what you want, right? Yeah. So, do you ever go to a show? You know, bring in your camera, expecting to pay and stuff like that, and they'll say like, "Are there ever any shows that have exclusive photographers and are like, hey, you can't bring your camera in here?" Yeah, definitely. Like the mid grade, higher grade gigs. Like I actually went to. Um, the Garrick to see Mac DeMarco. Side note, terrible show. It was all high school kids. Um, <laughs> That's what I would imagine. Almost. You can almost yeah. picture it right now. It was now. the second night. And it was terrible. <laughs> I was like, is this a Tumblr conference? What the fuck's going on? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I walked in with a camera. And the guy's like, yo, man, no professional cameras. And I was like, this is not a professional camera. This is a piece of shit. And he's just like, can't do it. Close enough. And yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So did you just not go, or where did you put your camera? Put it in my car. Oh. Yeah. <gasps> Under the seat. Nice. Okay. Under okay. the seat. Okay. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well, I've got one more question. Sure, go you have for one it. more question? Yeah, I got a bunch. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> my last question. You've uh, been photographing a lot of bands. What's a band you haven't worked with yet that you want to try and get to this summer, if you can? This <laughs> summer only, not this fall. This summer? Um... I don't know. I kind of take it as it goes. Yeah. Like, I don't know. If I see a poster or something on Instagram. That Jaden made? 
Yeah, Jane May. <laughs> I love that guy. Um, if I if I see a poster or a post on Instagram about a show, I'll be like, yeah, yeah, we have a try. It's nothing really like a, a band's name or something. I'll be like, oh, I'd like to get photos of them or something. Mm-hmm. It usually isn't unless I know the people, and that's different. I'll be like, yeah, I really want to take photos for my friends. Right. Yeah. Are there any friends bands you haven't done yet? Uh. I don't think I've done Jacob's solo project. Um, I wouldn't say we're friends, but we've definitely talked a few times. He knows he just who broke I am. His heart, yeah. I know. I'm sorry, Jacob. <laughs> we could be friends if you want. Oh fuck. <laughs> no, we're never gonna be friends. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Um, I but he has to be friends yet. enough with you to listen to this. So that's true. Maybe you didn't embarrass. This is the test, yourself. Jacob. Yeah. This is the last test. Sends your, he sends you a text message. What the fuck, man? Yeah. <laughs> God, maybe we should edit that out. Um, <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. No censors. Um, so yeah, just go do that one. Just go do I that. should do it tonight. I mean, I got these tickets courtesy of Jared. Pick a podcast? That's tonight. Yeah. Um, at, I'm sure this will be out before the show. It's tonight at uh, the Poppy at 7. <laughs> yeah, it'll definitely be out. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so we had in a couple weeks, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have to follow up on, on the results of that show if you do end up going. Yeah, I'll see if I go. Yeah. So uh, what is your style? How can people tell your photo, fo- like, that is your photo? Because there's other photographers in the city, and when you see their pictures, you don't really have to see who they're by, really, to know that they're theirs. I feel like both members of B&B Studios are pretty, like obvious that this is a Jen and this is a Buyo and same with like people like uh, Quincy Hudayer mm-hmm. and like Crispy Bacon all those people what is your style and like how can someone tell it's your photo by looking at it ooh that's a good question that's what I'm here for <laughs> ASMR that gulp ooh ah, I don't think that works <laughs> did not work <laughs> There's some effort there. <laughs> um, I think it's... I take a lot of focused shots, like very tight shots of, um, you know, if the lighting's nice, I'll go for like a nice bus shot of the singer. Mm-hmm. Um, if the lighting's coming off the guitar nice, I'll take a photo like of just the strings vibrating. Um, maybe it's the color. People have said that my editing of color is what stands out to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and what is that? Like, you don't have to give us the whole process, but like, what is about the color? What is it about the color? Um, I try to emulate um, a lot of stuff coming out of cinema, just the way the color curves work for, for them and, and how they choose their palettes. Um, I don't know how to describe that. I guess it's subtle, but it stands out at the same time. Well, that sounds terrible. Well, you said it was like the, the high contrast too, right? Like you yeah. take high contrast shots? I'll take high contrast as in like, it's just black and then like three or four colors mm-hmm. that work together. Uh, shout out to the lighting guy who chooses those colors. Right. But yeah. Um, style? I don't know. Maybe I just don't see a lot of other photographers stuff enough <laughs> you're just like in your own space that yeah like because very... when it comes to like 
music photography, I don't follow a lot of other music photographers. Right. Mm-hmm. I kind of just stick to like the photog the the like some weird photographers in like Idaho or something. Right. They do like obscure stuff where they they go around the city and they study like lines coming out of like poles and how the windows intersect with like shadows and stuff. It's mm-hmm. real like art school stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I guess I try to apply that to live music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's it. So your biggest inspirations are not music photographers. They're more so art photographers. I think so. I think so. Cool. Maybe that's it. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Mm. I have one more question. Sure, go for it. Your hashtag, fuck it, we'll do it live, Joey. (laughs) Yeah. Explain the origin of that. It's Bill O'Reilly. He's pissed off and he's like, fuck it, we'll do it live. So were you pissed off at a gig once and then you were just like, No, I thought it was hilarious. I was like, how can I build a portfolio online? With a nice. hashtag. And they're like, fuck it, we'll do it live, Joey. So that's how people can find your photography if they're not already following you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fuck it, we'll do it live, Joey. <laughs> I don't understand. It was from this clip okay. uh, years ago of Bill O'Reilly. He's a, a broadcaster. And it was like they, they were filming right before he went live. And I think there was like a bunch of news that was coming through. Yeah. And, you know, he was like trying to like get He was trying to do something. a sign off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so he's trying to pre-film the sign-off for the oh, end of the show, going yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. and I'm Bill O'Reilly, catch me, blah, 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 and this and that, and you guys have a good night. Yeah. And he's like, I can't read the teleprompter. I don't know, they keep, they keep fucking changing it. Yeah. You know what, fuck it, we'll do it live. Yeah. Rips the like mic out of his shirt. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Yeah, it was iconic. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I thought there was like maybe a gig where you were just like, things might not have been going, you know, like as well as you wanted to stage it, and you're mm-hmm. like, fuck it, we'll do it. Like, how it goes. Or do you go in thinking, like, I want this shot, that shot, that shot? No, I don't think you can do that. Because it takes away from opportunities uh, for different types of shots. Well, for me. For me. I can't. Explain um, further. If I go into a gig at, like, the Goodwill, mm-hmm. and I try to emulate the pictures that I took at Festival of, like, Living Hour, um, it's, I'm never going to be happy. Right. Because the angles aren't right. The, the geometry isn't right. The lighting isn't right. It's not like they have the same tech working. They don't have the same equipment. So, like, I don't know. Logically, you can't have the same quality f- photos. Right. Of that certain shot. Right. Right. So you're going into each situation with, like, a brand new... I try to. I try to. And that's why I want to keep it, you know, a hobby. Right. Because if I start promising people that I can take certain shots, then it gets kind of messy, and then I enjoy it less. Oh. So really, this is about me, not the artist. Yeah, I'm just yeah. kidding. Well, that, I guess that's what keeping it a hobby does is mm-hmm. keep it about you, which yeah. is kind of cool. Yeah. And then as a result, you're like helping out the Winnipeg music scene, which I also am very passionate about. It's just like if you are able to, I feel like if Winnipeg just banded together and like let's just do everything to make like the bands here successful. I'm sure yeah. it could happen if like. Photographers were down and writers were down. Yeah, and, and I believe in were that. Down, like, yeah, and that's why I give. I always give the photos to the bands, mm-hmm. no matter what, because I'm just like, listen, man, I'm sorry I didn't take that many great pictures, but I'm gonna give you these photos. Uh, I'll put edits up in a week or something. Mm-hmm. That's huge for bands. Even like if you're, even if you're, you're an established band to have those quality shots from any given gig. You know, whether it be you know an album release or just a one-off show that you're playing. Like that's huge because mm-hmm. that's material for them and in turn that also gets your name out there too right yeah for sure that's that's awesome you're doing you're doing god's work 
I, oh my God, I really am. <laughs> <laughs> I, am I Jesus? This is, yeah. this is I am doing God's circle. work. I speak for God now. That's it. <laughs> Podcast is over. No, 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 Mike no, no, no. just rip it up. I am the second it. coming. This is I am the third revelation. Whoa. Sorry. Thank you so much, Joey. Yeah, we're out of time. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and now we're out of time. Wait, I have a, I have a couple plugs. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah plug. go for it. So me and my friend Jamie, she's Buffalo Silk on Instagram. Yeah. We run a market. We ran out of the Goodwill. She's been doing vintage for a long time, uh, probably 2012, 2013. Uh, we had to take a break from markets in, in, in university. I know her through engineering. And um, yeah, we for the last two years, we've been right in the swing of it. So uh, music plus market. That's music dot plus spelled out dot market. That's our Instagram. Oh, handle. those were the ones that were at the Goodwill? Yeah. Nice. That's you. So that's oh me gosh. and Jamie, and uh, any of this. it's always live music. We always have vendors who have accessible products. And when is that? Like, how, how many times a month are you guys We do? try to do it three times a year. So three we'll times. have a, a one sort of right before Christmas, one in the spring, and one in the summer. Nice. So the uh, spring one just, just happened, right? Yeah, that was April 7th, and okay. uh, it was a very enjoyable time for all. So do you have the, the summer date lined up yet? Uh, we're looking for a date in July and August. We're just waiting for the for the goodwill to finalize awesome cool. we'll make sure to tag uh, the page as well mm, perfect thank you yeah anything else you want to plug um other than yourself you've been doing it for 45 minutes yeah so that's okay. true uh, no <laughs> we've established pretty... your god now so ah, fuck. <laughs> this is gonna turn back on me so badly this is so bad okay. Jaden and jacob are gonna like they wanted to be your friends and now yeah they're, they're like, gonna be like, like this guy's a fucking asshole yeah. <laughs> it's a roller coaster of emotions yeah. for people yeah. that want to you want to be friends with mm. i hope this is a zero sum at best yeah yeah, I think we, I think we did well today. So this has been it for paper cut. <laughs> yeah, Joy signs off for us. And cut. Uh, thank you so much, Joy. Thank Goodbye. you for having me. Sharing your wealth of knowledge. And thanks thank you for, for cut. Thank, thank you, you for, for cutting, cutting deep, deep with us on, on paper cut podcast. podcast. Thanks. thanks.